Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Morning Drive with A.A. Ron. I am your host, A.A. Ron, and today we're going to be continuing our look into the science of productivity, and last time we uh, talked in episode three about engagement. Uh, We're going to be continuing that discussion in episode four here, uh, talking about engagement as well, but it's going to be a little bit more in depth, a little bit more focused. Um, uh, Before we talked about engagement, engagement on a um, kind of a general level, you know, just how to go and engage people day to day and, uh, you know, make meaningful connections with folks uh, around. And now we're going to talk about um, that more individual one-on-one type of engagement, kind of more focused engagement, uh, engagement with specific intent. Um, So I I originally wanted to do just uh, one uh, episode to cover these three areas that, that uh, I believe um, are encompassed by this, and that's uh, um, mentorship, uh, coaching, and feedback. And I started this, I started recording this a couple different times, and it, it just took so long that I thought maybe we need to split it in two. So we're going to first talk about mentorship, and that's what episode four is going to be men- about as, as far as engagement goes. We're going to be talking about mentorship, um, and then episode five, we'll be continuing that engagement discussion where we talk about uh, coaching and delivering feedback. Um, I also have a kind of a companion blog that uh, I write that kind of follows this. Uh, it's, it's on Medium. Um, it's also on WordPress. And I also post it to LinkedIn uh, that kind of, uh, it's a little bit more in depth than the talks because the talks are kind of like completely off the cuff. They're um, just, you know, kind of a information download, uh, you know, just straight up, um, getting into the nitty gritty, uh, unscripted, impromptu type stuff, uh, just because that's, you know, how I like to roll. I, I like to be in the moment and I feel that that makes this stuff more genuine and really, uh, helps convey my passion than sitting here reading it from a script. Because as I've said before, I am just incredibly passionate about, um, you know, inspiring people, about you know getting down with them into the trenches and uh, and helping them to realize their potential through engagement, meaningful interaction, and just uh, you know having those you know hard and uh, good conversations alike. Um, so I know a lot of this stuff, this uh, this interpersonal communication is very hard for folks. So that's why I really wanted to kind of highlight that in this series, um, science of productivity, because I believe that's what's missing. In our, in, in our business world, in, in the different uh, corporations that I've worked with and worked for, and I, I think that it's time to bring that back. It's time to, I don't know about bringing it back, but it's time to really spark that and, and, and make it the best it can be. So without further ado, I'm going to ramble in a bit. Um, so let's get into engagement. And the first part of uh, that interpersonal and, and focused uh, engagement is mentorship. So the most important thing we can do as leaders is to develop other leaders. When you do that, when you focus on your leaders and the leaders in your organization, that's how you begin to change the culture. That's how you begin to really make a difference through that trickle-down effect. If you're the head of a business or the head of a you know a unit, business unit, a department, a region, um, anything, you cannot. Uh, effectively manage all of the people within your charge. You cannot, um, you know, let's say if you're a regional manager at a, at a retail organization, you're in charge of five stores 
in your region. Um, each with anywhere from 100 to you know 300 employees, depending on the size uh, of that. How the heck can you do you expect to manage um, upwards of 1,500 people uh, by yourself in different parts of the country? That's absolutely insane to think you can do that. So what you must do is focus on developing the leaders beneath you and the leaders within your organization. Not necessarily just beneath you, but the ones who might be in lateral departments or, um, or, or might, might be underneath peers. Because say if I'm a, you know, a manager, like, like an assistant manager at a retail operation, um, I have peers that manage other departments. If I'm helping them to develop their leaders and they're helping me to develop mine, we're helping to create a culture of leadership within our business that will help us all succeed. And when we talk about we're all in the same uh, team and we're all working together, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's that uh, cross-functional um, development that's going to help us win in the future. So that's why mentorship is so important. Um, because it's hard to mentor people directly underneath you. I mean, you're going to do that in a sense um, if, you're, if you're leading them correctly and if you're providing them the tools and equipment necessary to do their job and the knowledge as well. Um, however, to really mentor someone and to get in there, you have to kind of be a safe spot for them. So you have to be a place where they can like air their um, insecurities, grievances, um, almost like a counselor without fear of repercussion from a, a, a line manager. You know, um, they have to be able to have come to someone and say, you know, I'm having a conflict with my line manager and I need to know how to resolve that conflict. or I need help resolving that conflict so I can be a better person and, and, and then navigate through these types of conflicts in the future. So it's hard to do that with a line manager, you know, go straight to your line manager because there's a specific bias and then they're going to immediately feel, um, uh, you know, taken aback or defensive. And it's not going to be a productive conversation. So that's why we have to um, reach out and and uh, mentor folks um, within our organization to help help drive that development uh, across the board. So the first thing you need to do is seek out uh, mentees. So as a, you know, th- this is not only going to help their development; it's going to help yours as well. It's going to help you sharpen your interpersonal skills. It's going to help you navigate through difficult situations so that when you're faced with these from your direct reports, um, you can also uh, take your own advice and, and maybe um, navigate them differently. So it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. Mentorship is probably the biggest win-win uh, for everybody involved. <clears throat> so the first thing you need to do is select a mentee. And this is someone who you see, you know, it could be, uh, a, a, again, a direct report of a peer. Um, it could be someone who maybe an internal applicant has applied. And this is, I want to kind of follow this thread a bit because this one's a, a really good place to uh, develop. So this is somebody, let's say you have a job posting for a mid, mid-level manager or supervisor. And, and someone from, uh, you know, just general operations or someone from the, the organization that's not necessarily in a leadership position applies for this job, like an internal, as an internal uh, a candidate. <clears throat> this is a perfect place so to, to select a mentor, or a mentee, excuse me, um, and, and say it's not your department. So one of your peers asks you, can you help me with interviews? Um, and, and so you, you say absolutely of course because that's what you're all about is making sure that you're you know you're helping the team win and you do that by helping them um, in areas where they they need help and helping them build their uh, strong teams 
<clears throat> and so you interview these folks, and, and one of them comes across, and you know that they seem passionate, and they seem, um, you know, like they have some of the tools, but not quite all of the tools. Uh, but you still know that they would benefit the organization and that they would uh, benefit from some maybe some uh, fine-tuning, um, <clears throat> then, then you, you make a note of that when you're interviewing them and you, you take down some notes and say, you know, that this person... And then <clears throat> say they don't give the job and they get that feedback that, well, thank you, that, you, you know, I appreciate you applying. However, uh, we decided to go with someone else because they had more X, Y, Z. Um, maybe they navigated through tough situations, whatever that may be. Because um, you're going to partner with your peers and whoever else did the interviews to kind of come to that consensus. Um, so you're going to get all that feedback and you're going to have uh, access to all that information. So what you do then is that you wait a couple days because when anybody gets turned down for a job, they're going to be pissed off and, and, and mopey and maybe a little bit uh, dejected. They might not be in the right uh, state of mind to receive uh, a, a helping hand at that time might be kind of mad at the world especially if you're on the interview panel um, but then you come to them a couple days later and you say hey uh, John you know I, I, I saw that you uh, um, applied and, and you really interviewed well as a matter of fact you were one of the uh, uh, you know the top candidates considered and I'm really sorry that it didn't pan out however um, I, I think that you have most of the blocks necessary to to succeed in this business and you provide the business a lot of worth and I think you can provide the business a lot of value in, uh, in a leadership position. So I would like to reach out to you and, and uh, ask to be your mentor if you would accept that help. And you'd be surprised at how much, at, you know, how well that will be received because it's not just like, well, you suck and you didn't get the job, but hey, you, you didn't get the job. However, you could get the job and if we work together, you know, I want to help you get that next job. Um, that they will be very willing to, nine times out of ten, I guarantee. I've done this quite a few times in the past, and nine times out of ten, they will be extremely happy uh, to accept your help, and it'll benefit the both of you. So um, that's one way to get a, a mentee. And so then, once you've gotten, you know, otherwise, otherwise, there's other ways. So so let me you know, touch on that. That's, that's one of my favorite examples because like I said, that person has already expressed that they are hungry for promotion. They want something more. They feel they can uh, impact the company on a broader level uh, by applying to a leadership position. So you already have uh, that um, under your belt. It's not someone that's just saying, well, I've been here for 20 years and I do a good job at my job. So I think I should be promoted. No, it's someone who, you know, you genuinely recognize that wants to be a leader, wants to break out of that shell, maybe a little young, immature, whatever, has most of the building blocks, but not quite all of them. Uh, that's how you, you can select a mentee. So another way is, you know, through what we talked about in episode three, you know, just going out there and having conversations, having meaningful conversations. No, you know, ask when you're talking to these folks, what's your aspirations? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to do more with the company? Do you feel that you're happy where you're at? Um, you know, what, what's your ideas? What's your plans for the future? Where do you see yourself in five years? These are important questions to ask, not just for, you know, conversational pieces, but also to help you understand where folks want to want to be. So people that aren't in your department, um, again, those are probably the best people to look out in this manner. Of course, you want to get this information from your folks as well, but uh, to specifically look for mining those mentees, um, that's probably the be uh, one, another really good way to do that. Or um, ask your peers in staff meetings when they say, oh, so-and-so struggling, 
say, would they, you know, ask them, would they benefit from a mentor? And if so, um, would you mind if I, if I, uh, if I intervened or I, I suggested, or I reached out to them? Um, and that's also another good way. So what you're doing is you're building in this respect, you're building trust with your peers. You're, um, helping to engage the workforce and let them know that you're out there and you're willing to help them on an intimate one-on-one level to be better and to get better and to, to give them the tools and, uh, necessary to do their job and these are powerful things when people and you're going out there with the best intentions and and wanting to really improve someone's uh life and and their and their ability man that's a powerful thing because then they they respect you and they trust you and that helps drive that culture then these folks tell somebody else oh man you know i was working through this tough problem and and you know Aaron came by and 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 asked, offered to mentor me, and now we meet every other week, and and we go through these things, and it has just helped immensely, um, you know. And and then that that helps create that culture, and people saying, "Wow, you know, maybe I could benefit from something like that." And then folks that might have thought that they didn't have hope or that they didn't um, have uh, the uh, the support um, might seek some help out, and then and then gain that support themselves. And that's how you build that culture. Word of mouth is, is great. Just like any other business, um, the business of mentorship benefits from word of mouth. So if, you, if you're doing that, if you're going out and engaging folks thusly and, and, and mining these mentees and really making impacts in their, in their lives and careers, uh, it will definitely, um, you know, word will spread, the, the mood will lift, uh, the culture will shift and you will start to be, uh, build a stronger leadership culture within your business. So those are a few ways that we can, uh, um, you know, select a mentee. So then as mentors, what we need to do is what we've, once we've gotten it, we need to make sure that we are engaging in that relationship fully. So when you schedule, you know, that needs to be scheduled. Now, I'm not saying that you have to drive that conversation, that you have to drive that scheduling, because, of course, we want, we want men, the mentees to take charge of their development. So we want them to take a hand in. And so you put the ball in their court. Once you extend that olive branch, uh, you put the ball in their court. If you would like to meet with me, um, I, I would like to, you to set up a meeting on my calendar, look in my Outlook or however your company does it, um, or, or, or check with my assistant um, or, or my administrative assistant and see where I've got time on my calendar this week or next week, depending on what day of the week it is. If it's Friday, you don't want to say this week because you're probably strapped um, or you're getting ready to head out for the weekend or whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, when you have time, and I want you to schedule a 30-minute block so we can do a mentor introduction, uh, you know, to do a little introduction session and then we'll get all this laid out and, and see where we're going in the future. So um, put it in their court. And if they if they do that, then great. You know you've got a fish on the hook. You know you've got someone that wants to improve, that wants to take you up on your offer, and who wants to um, um, help build a strong leadership culture. These are folks that you can work with, and this is how you're gonna change the culture uh, within your operation. So once they've done that, then you wanna make sure that you once you've got that time blocked out on your on your schedule, that is precious time. You have offered you, you know you've you've offered to help them. You've you've extended that olive branch. You're the one that has, um, you're the one that has suggested that they come to you and trust you. So you have to give them your undivided attention. Whatever time they block off, thirty minutes or an hour, you have to make sure that all calls are held 
Um, only emergencies, of course, because we all, you know, we have businesses to run. I understand some of them are more emergent than others at, at certain times, and and some things can come up. But however, uh, the mundane routine, uh, it should be like you're you're uh, unavailable for that time because you want to give that person the undivided attention that they deserve, um, since you're the one who initiated that that consult, um, and then you want to take notes. So this is extremely important. I have a notebook uh, that I use specifically for mentees, for the people I mentor. And it has tabs and each person has a section and I take notes in that. So that way I don't get it confused with my, um, well, for, for two reasons. For one, there might be sensitive information because like I said, as a mentor, you should be a safe place for them and they should be able to voice concerns without you going and blabbing them to the world. So you might want to keep those things separate from your, your, your work journal so nobody else, uh, you know, if you, if you carry a notebook. I know I carry notebooks because I believe it's important to write things down. It helps me remember them. And then that's a whole other section that we might get into on how to organize and, and, and plan. But anyway, so I keep a, a notebook specifically for the folks I mentor. Um, because for one, I want to keep them all together. I want to make sure I, I'm, I'm keeping comprehensive notes. I want to make sure that they understand that what they're telling me is important to me and that I'm retaining that knowledge so I can help them in uh, throughout this journey, this mentorship journey. And also, again, I want to keep it uh, confidential. So I want to keep it away from things that I might share with my peers. If I'm opening up uh, one of my gen, you know, general workbooks, um, that, that has, you know, drawings, diagrams, whatever, and then it pops up with something sensitive, uh, that could be a bad thing. It could erode trust between you and the, um, and the mentee if someone else gets a hold of it. So uh, take notes. Make sure that you give them your undivided attention, and, and then you're going to use various models of coaching and feedback and listening. Oh, my goodness. It, it's, it's important to listen. And I believe it was Nelson Mandela that said, the key is not to learn to be an effective listener. The key is to learn to be the last one to speak. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. It's not a direct quote. But I'm, I think when he was asked how he learned to be a great leader, that, that's what he came up with because he followed his father, who was a chief in their, in their tribe before, um, you know, before his, uh, his venture into politics and, and government and, and prison and all that. Um, so he, he modeled that behavior. And that's true anywhere. You have to make sure that you're not just listening to, to chime in, but you're actually listening and giving your undivided attention, taking notes, and that they feel that their opinions and their, um, you know, their thoughts and feelings and what they have to say is important. And this is how you're going to build uh, the rapport and develop that trust with your mentee and build that effective mentorship relationship that's going to hopefully bear fruit and allow you to develop this person uh, to not only impact their career, culture, and uh, development, but also begin to plant seeds throughout your organization to do the same. And this is how you're going to change the culture. So in this session, we've talked a little bit about uh, engagement in a more personal, um, intentional manner through mentorship. Again, next uh, session, we'll be going through um, coaching and, uh, and feedback, which are, again, more intentional forms of engagement. But in this session, we talked about a mentorship and how to select a mentor, I mean a mentee, excuse me. And, and also, you need to, you know, you can turn this around and select a mentor for yourself, too. Um, and that, that will be a, uh, a future um, 
a future session, I'm sure, that we'll get into uh, when you feel that you are um, lacking in a certain area, how to select you, your own mentor. But um, anyway, so we talked about how to select a mentee, um, how to approach them, uh, how to um, you know make sure your intentions are correct, making sure it's not just something you want to put a notch in your belt and say, I mentor people, blah, 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 I'm a good leader. No, it's, it's to improve... Uh, you know, you really have to ask yourself, is this going to improve the culture in my, in my operation? And that's what you really want. So, um, then we also went to, uh, you know, how to schedule the time with them and then how to, uh, you know, especially those fir- the first session, how to interact and how to conduct that. Um, and then subsequent sessions, you're just going to uh, schedule a regularly, uh, recurring time if they need, you know, they might need a lot of help. And it might be every week. It might be every other week. It might be monthly. So you're going to give them tasks to work on, and you're going to you're going to uh, go through some coaching scenarios, and uh, which we will get into um, those specifics uh, next session. And, th- and then you're going to give them ways to improve, and you're going to follow up and make sure they're doing it. So that's basically in a nutshell. And again, this is really general. Um, it's going to differ according to where you're at. It's going to differ according to you know, the different uh, personalities of the different mentees that you have, it's not always going to be the same. You have to feel that out. And as a good leader, you have to understand the person you're dealing with and the situation and the context um, of w- in which you're developing them. So this is, this is, again, why it's so important to listen. So I hope this has been helpful uh, to a certain extent. I hope you've um, gained some kind of uh, knowledge and, and, and just or at least sparked you to think, you know what, I really should mentor more because um, that's, the, that's the point of this is because it, it, it will help improve your life. It'll help improve the life of, of someone else. It'll also help improve the culture of your uh, workplace. So uh, thank you for listening. And again, this is another way we can connect passion to people and improve productivity. I'm uh, A.A. Ron, and this has been The Morning Drive.